who will build the new earth and establish his kingdom? By Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. As we have discussed in previous blasts, our Father, our Creator, gave man this beautiful planet for our home. He also gave dominion backed by his sovereignty to mankind over all life and earth's resources. All he asked in return was for man to love him and use his wisdom to govern their lives and build a kingdom lifestyle suitable for his children. They were to structure a society based on goodness, happiness, and righteousness, resulting in perfect love, health, and well-being, an eternally peaceful, perfect world for all of earth's creation. Eve was not satisfied with this, however. She wanted to know the bad, the evil side of things. Adam evidently did not appreciate what God had given enough to take a stand either. They chose the wisdom and counsel of the greatest trickster, the most evil prognosticator and cunning liar recorded in the history of man, Satan. Sad to say, God's archenemy actually successfully traded all God had given to Adam and Eve for his twisted, tainted, inferior wisdom. Of course, everything that evolved from that knowledge was imperfect, defective, faulty, at best, below par. Through his counsel and diabolical advice, he craftily taught man to live independent of God. They were encouraged to trust in their own strength. The ideologies of Satan became the foundation, the framework of the culture and lifestyle of all Adam's descendants, and the root of the world systems that guide man today. Pretty scary to think about, isn't it? This same vile knowledge not only destroyed the harmony and order of earth, but made a dent in the heavenlies as well through its influence on its residents. He caused one-third of God's heavenly sons to defect from God and follow him in his evil aspirations to be in control, to be as God. All his actions were based on his pride and selfish goals. So both heaven and earth have been marred by this creature. But, thankfully, there is a means of counteracting the knowledge of Satan and all it is infrastructured. The remedy is the Word of God, Yeshua. John chapter 1 verse 1 identifies who the Word is. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The spoken Word of God never comes back void. So the Word, clothed in the body of Jesus, or Yeshua, will never fail either. It will always accomplish that which it was sent forth to do. Always. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts, and intents of the heart. Revelation chapter 19 verses 11 through 13 
Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe, dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. So let us look at what God has promised man with this in mind. Revelation chapter 21 verse 5 Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. All Satan has instigated through his evil schemes and plans will be destroyed. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. It is our promise. How would this be accomplished? Since Satan through man and angels defiled heaven's order and all but destroyed earth's creation, Christ, the Word, through his chosen people on earth and the angels that remained faithful, will restore heaven and earth and all creation. No big deal. He, the Word, Jesus, created the original heavens and earth, and all in them in total perfection, so he can sure do it again. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 says, For by him, Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. John chapter 1 verse 3 All things were made through him, Jesus, Yeshua, the Word. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In the supernatural, 2,000 years ago from within God's rest, Part of God's plan for restoration was manifested by the Lord. He has already overcome this evil world and defeated the God of it, along with his wicked host. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 shows us, Having disarmed principalities and powers, they cannot touch or come against us legally. He made a public spectacle of them. For forty days the resurrected Christ walked among men to prove he conquered death, hell, and the grave, triumphing over them in it. All the harassment, agitation, chaos, poverty, and infirmity, etc., experienced by mankind today is totally illegal, forbidden by God's law. It is a criminal act. Satan, by rights, should be imprisoned. Mankind, blinded by false doctrine and the teachings of the world's churches, translated through the world's knowledge, has failed to see the full gospel. Satan has blinded the eyes of insight and bullied his way right over the top of humanity. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, But even if our gospel is veiled, 
it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. When God's people, his new species, fully understand this truth, Yeshua's victory recognized now in the supernatural will be manifested or carried out through them to the natural, as prophesied in Revelation chapter 17. Revelation chapter 17 verse 14. These, the evil host, will make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them. It is already accomplished in the invisible realm as stated, but here we see it brought to earth for all to witness in the natural. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. This is Jesus and his new species, his blood covenant family. Second Peter chapter 3 verses 12 and 13, shows what happens after God rids the earth of all that is in opposition to Him. Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to His promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, in which righteousness dwells. All creation will start over, be given a chance at the life Father intended for it in the beginning. Isaiah chapter 66 verse 22 prophesies, For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, this one will be eternal, says the Lord. Now pay attention to this, so shall your descendants and your name remain, an immortal people, another promise. The descendants these scriptures were referring to are the born again through water, baptized by the Holy Spirit, metamorphosed through God's knowledge or through the word into a new species. They are the true covenant seed of Abraham, born through the seed, Christ, flesh of his flesh, and bone of his bone, blood relatives. Galatians chapter 3, verses 16, 27, and 29. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made, not to those born from Adam and Eve. He does not say, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. We can only attain or successfully claim the promises through Christ. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, and if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. See, the promises belong to those born again through Jesus, as they are the new Israel the true seeds of Abraham. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 In him, 
Jesus, also we have obtained an inheritance. Isn't this exciting? Being predestined, it's already done in waiting, according to the purpose of Him, who works all things according to the counsel of His will. Our inheritance is a guaranteed certainty. They have also been chosen because they truly love God and all creation enough to have laid down their lives and entered into God's rest to live out His plan for restoration. These are eager to keep learning from His knowledge, reflecting, thinking deeply about His spiritual laws and how to apply them to their daily lives, not with the intent to be subject to them for salvation. They are well aware they are only saved through God's grace. But look to them for guidance, covering, direction, to be in harmony with the order of the kingdom of God. It's part of the covenant. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 16 This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. Luke chapter 12 verse 32 tells us Father wants to give us the kingdom. It is not His desire for us to be poverty-stricken, or sick and aging, or to walk in the tribulation and hardship of this world. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Yet another guaranteed wonderful promise. Notice, however, God said, little flock, not a huge company of people, but ones that can fit in the narrow gate, walk a narrow path, not burdened with a lot of things that will be unacceptable in a kingdom of perfection. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. The narrow path leads man away from the world, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way, which leads to life, and there are few who find it. The Entrance to the Kingdom To be ones that manifest God's works and is dedicated to walking out His plan is not always an easy task. Look at what Yeshua did on the cross. Sure was not easy, but like the Lord, we too can do all things through God who strengthens us. He performs His works through us. He enforces the intent He had in mind when He did them. Again, He has already done the works. We just walk them into the natural realm. This actually eliminates anything other than what works God Himself did before He rested. He did not mastermind the things of this world that came about after the fall of man. He accomplished all things before they were brought into being, and they were originally perfect. Neither imperfect angels or imperfect man can create anything good or perfect. Only dead works. Exactly what this world is composed of. 
So it certainly will not be ones who loves this world and the things in it that will help establish the new heaven and earth. It will be ones that want to be a part of God's family, His new creation, not the defective old race that has been altered to the image of the enemy and found walking in the works of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21 shows us the characteristics of fallen man. Now the works of the flesh are evident. By their fruit you will know them, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. The new species know they have been set free from their carnal selves that were once attached to the world and its sin. They died in Christ's death at baptism and resurrected to new life as a new creature attached to the Lord, so they do not feel inferior in any way, condemned or unworthy. They are spirit-filled, blood-covenant children of the living God, a part of His household, and perfect through the blood of the Lamb. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Romans chapter 6 verses 6 and 7 Knowing this, that our old man, our old carnal self, was crucified with him, Yeshua, that the body of sin might be done away with. It is forever removed, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. It can only come to us, or touch us, if we touch it. For he who has died, in baptism, has been freed from sin, It is no longer attached. It is severed, disconnected. Romans chapter 6 verse 4 explains, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. We no longer are property of Satan. So now, we know who will build the new earth and establish systems in order and harmony with God's will. We see how all their works will be based on God's already finished plan for the new creation's existence. Every detail was perfectly calculated before the planet was formed. The new earth will therefore be pure, righteous, complete, unflawed, unblemished, moral, good, very good. The new earthly species will not allow sexual abuse from the heavenly sons of God, as did the old race. Nor will they believe the false doctrines concerning heaven, nor accept the bad translations of Scripture 
through altered man's intellect. There will come a time when God says, Enough is enough. Time is up, and the enemy finds out who the sovereign God really is. Heaven will be cleansed of the filth brought to it through the lies of man and the offense of rebellious angels. Sin will no longer be allowed to enter through Satan's accusations against man any longer, and the accuser of the brethren will be forbidden access to God's presence. The heavens will reverse quickly to their original protocol without his evil influence, as all else has remained pure, excellent, blameless, perfect, and holy. Heaven and earth will be as if Satan never existed. There will not be a trace left of his dreams of supremacy or any evidence of his self-imposed authority, power, and status. All will be as God originally spoke it. His word does not come back void. That is law. You see, when the enemy challenged God, as recorded in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 14, he stated he would rule God's people. He said he would exalt his name above the stars of God, rule from God's mountain, and be like the Most High. He wasn't thinking about the laws of God that were set in place and operating or functioning on behalf of the universe. It is like God restrained or suspended the effects of his laws for a period of time on earth, where Satan was concerned, allowing the enemy to try his best, all things even, to win the challenge. It would then be Satan against God. How much time he has, only the Father knows. But when it is lifted and the laws are loosed against him, just know he has broken them all and they will break him and all connected to him. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 24 The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so it shall come to pass, and as I have purposed, so it shall stand. It will happen. It is law. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verses 9 and 10 adds to our confidence. That which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said, See, this is new? It has already been in ancient times before us. It is already finished. Malachi chapter 4 verses 1 through 3 shows us yet another promise. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly, will be stubble, and the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch, But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like the stall-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet 
on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. The word said it, it is law. So in closing, who are those that tread the ashes of the enemy? The children of God, Abraham's seed, the church triumphant, the new species. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 4 And they shall rebuild the old ruins, they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities. The desolations of many generations. God will renew and refurbish the earth through His seed. So who will do these things? The children of God, Abraham's seed, the church triumphant, the new species. Revelation chapter 21 verses 1 through 3. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. All had been replaced or renewed. Also, there was no more sea of humanity. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. This city replaces Babylon. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. So who are his people? The children of God, Abraham's seed, the church triumphant, the new species. God, through his royal family, will build the new heaven, earth, and his kingdom.